Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, it's Lainey. And Chris. And we're back. For another episode for Library Reads, um, we're lucky enough to be back again this month. All right. Yeah, we're going to be calling the all three of our authors who made the March Library Reads list. And this list is really special because we first and foremost have the number one Library Reads pick for March in Woo! My Dark Vanessa. Yes, by Kate Elizabeth Russell. So that's been a huge book for us. We've been talking about it for a long time, and it's really special to see the librarian recognition uh, again, you voted and made it the top pick, so that's huge. We also have a Hall of Fame Library Reads author with Peter Swanson, whose Eight Perfect Murders was also selected for the list. This is his third book on the Library Reads list, so that puts him in the Hall of Fame, which is very special. Librarians have been so supportive of Peter throughout his career, um, so we're really excited to give him a call and break the news. And then lastly, If I Never Met You by Vari McFarland, um, who is so lovely, and we are going to give her a call as well, but she's in the UK, so we really had to do some time management skills there. So that's exciting, those three authors with kind of three very different announcements to go mm -hmm. within this month, but we're super excited, and let's give them a call and congratulate them in person. Sounds great. All right. So first of all, we have the top pick for the March Library Reads list in My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. So that's a huge deal. We've been talking about that book forever. We love uh, this book so much. I really do. I just think about the reading experience, and it's one of the most powerful books I've Wish read I in a long time. Wish I could read it again for the first time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So uh, coming in March, obviously, it's on the March Library Reads list. So we're really <laughs> excited to see how the world at large responds to it. I think I think we all think and know it's going to be big, big. So, and yeah. it's proven that it's going to be big because you voted at number one. Yeah, there you go. Librarians know, first right. and foremost. It's so. a debut, um, and we're going to call Kate in just a second. She can tell you more about it, but... She's so sweet, and we've been lucky enough to work with her a lot through this, and we're really excited for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Let's give her a call. All right. Virginia's going to join us, and let's give our friend Kate a call. Kate? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, we're here with the team. Virginia and Chris are with me. Hey, Kate. <laughs> good to Hi. hear from you. Hi. Hi. Hi, Kate. So good to hear your voice. So Aww. we we know you have you know the good news, but we're gonna officially put it on record, Chris. Drum roll. Kate, it is our 
honor to let you know that librarians across the country have voted and my dark Vanessa has been selected as the number one library reads pick for the month of March. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is incredible. It's just, it's so amazing. Um, and yes, I did already know, but it's something special about hearing it said out loud by the incredible library marketing team. Um, yeah, this is just so cool. It's, it's real now, and it's exciting. I mean, again, we've talked about this book for a long time, and just seeing all the reactions from librarians of all types from all over the country and just how excited and how meaningful the book was to them, it's really special. So thank you. Thank you for writing it. Thank you, and thank you to all the librarians who have supported it. I have done a fair amount of pre-publication events, but going to ALA over the summer in D.C. was really special. It might have been my favorite. I don't know if I'm allowed to pick a favorite event, but it oh, just, um, just being surrounded by librarians was like my dream come true. Um, so this is really special. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a sound bite that we're going to play over and over again, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> well, your speech at the United for Libraries uh, tea uh, was just so perfect. And, you know, Chris and Lainey and I sat there and were just so so gobsmacked and so, you know, just transported by your words. I mean, we all said it was absolute silence in that room that during your talk. It was um, it was really powerful. It's a great memory. It's a very good memory doing that event. I feel like that was like I was at my best for that. Really? Um, yeah. Why do you think that was? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, like this isn't just paying lip service. I felt it, it. The feeling of ALA was just like so warm and supportive, um, which I have to attribute to it being a, a conference full of librarians. There's just like this feeling that um i don't know it made me feel really at ease mm. that's lovely yeah. um uh, yeah like i'm not we're not surprised they're you know, <laughs> now they're just really so you know they're so they embrace authors you know when them and when yeah. they, they read a book that they love or they're you know they embrace them they literally in every way do uh, the, the, yeah. the author and the book so um very authentic um marketplace for sure yeah and number one, so exciting. Right? Yeah. Oh, hats off. Yeah. Number one, the number one book for the entire month from all the books that are published yeah. in that month. And yours is number one. Mm -hmm. Not a surprise because it is, uh, it's a book that we've been talking about that so many people have been talking about for forever. Do you want to, do you want to go into just a, a little, a brief, I don't know how you can do that really, but a <laughs> synopsis or for, for the three people out in the world that don't know about it. <laughs> Sure. Um, so the book, it starts with the protagonist, Vanessa Y, um, at 32 years old, discovering that the teacher who she believes she had a consensual relationship with when she was a teenager has been accused of sexual abuse by another former student. And um, so the book then sort of moves back and forth in time between the present day following um, sort of the fallout of this accusation and then moves back in time starting around the year 2000 
So the no- the novel then it moves back and forth in time, um, showing the present day and the fallout of this allegation against the teacher and how it affects 32-year-old Vanessa's life. And then also um, goes back in time to the year 2000 to show how this relationship started and the effects it has on her um, coming of age. Yeah, it's it's so nice to hear from you because they've heard it from us about 20 million times. <laughs> so thank you for giving a, a little tidbit. I mean, we are, we're such big fans and we talk about this nonstop. And so for it to to be on the list, we're just... We're excited to keep going and more people to read. And it's so soon. It's in March. and so... I know. It's a month to pub day. Wow. A month from today, which is crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Big wow. things in store. Even more big things in store. Surely. <laughs> so we're all so excited for you. Really. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is a book that's going to have a very long shelf life. Um, I just see this, you know, being out there in the world for, for infinity because it's a story that sadly needs to be read because it's, um, it's, it's a story that is very important um, and needs to be out there. And you've just done such an incredible job with it, really. So beautifully written and uh, so just so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing it, and uh, congratulations again on being the number one book on the library reads list. Yay! Yay! That's so cool. That's just so cool. Like, <laughs> honestly, thank you to librarians, not just for this, but for the work you do and for the services you offer your patrons and the spaces you give community. It's like, it's it's truly noble work that you do, and it's and it's so appreciated and and really highly valued that's beautiful well we'll sign off here we'll we'll speak to you soon but sincerest congratulations and now you can kick back number one (laughs) (laughs) come visit us soon okay yes absolutely all right and thank you for everything all right thanks thank you congratulations all right bye-bye okay so now since we still have the phone out let's go ahead and give Peter Swanson a call because the Hall of Fame is a pretty big deal. Huge deal. Can't he, wait to talk to him. Yeah. Hello? Hi, Peter. Hi. Hi. Thank you for calling us. Um, we're so excited to, to give you the news. And as you know, Chris, do you want to you wanna tell everybody? You're trusting me with the news? Okay, here we go. So, Peter, librarians voted for the March Library Reads list, and you have been selected to the Library Reads Hall of Fame. So, congratulations. Thank you. That's unbelievable. Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. And for anyone listening, or Peter, I think you are already aware, but the Hall of Fame um, is a very special list of authors who have been selected to the Library Reads list more than twice. So, this is your third selection. They can't. The librarians can't get enough of you, Peter. So that's uh, why you're you're with uh, such esteemed company in this Hall of Fame list. So again, yeah, it's yeah, it speaks I wonder, volumes. Does it mean that I can retire now? <laughs> Pretty much comfor- comfortably. I think it comes with the, your own private island, various other perks, to be determined. I'd like to tell the the, the young little leaguer in me that one day I made the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd only known. Hall of Fame that I had in mind. When I was <laughs> 
incredibly um, honoring, and I, you know, I can't believe the words Hall of Fame and my name are even in a sentence together. <laughs> it's something. I, mean, I remember when I first started here, Her Every Fear was the book that was just about to come out. That was my first experience reading you, and I, I'm not surprised we are where we are now with the amount of librarian support, but that book blew me away, and every book has just gotten better and better. So... Thank you. Thank you for writing. Thank you for making these books. Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for the good news about the library. Yeah, we try. Um, so I guess for listeners, could you give us a, an overview of uh, Eight Perfect Murders? Sure. Um, so the book's narrator is Malcolm Kershaw, who is um, a bookstore owner and a mystery aficionado. And years earlier, he'd um, done a list for his bookstore's blog called Eight Perfect Murders, where he picked out of the real fictional history eight murders that he thought were the best. Um, these include ABC Murders by Agatha Christie, Strangers on a Train by Patricia Highsmith, um, Donna Tartt's The Secret History, among others. Um, and he's kind of forgotten about this list until one snowy day um, in his Boston bookstore in February, um, an FBI agent comes knocking on his door and informs him that she believes that someone is using the list to um, commit actual murders across New England um, and sort of um, questions him about this list and who he knows, and it gets him involved in uh, these crimes. It's so good. And I've read, you know, librarian responses, both people who are familiar with the eight perfect murders that serve as inspiration and also those who aren't but I think there's just this kind of giddy response to the book that's so much fun because it's still twisty and scary but it's for book lovers yeah exactly exactly so um, it's really been fun to see so yeah I've got great responses too from booksellers of course they get to see themselves um, in some aspects of Malcolm because he's a bookseller but yeah also from librarians who love books um, and a lot of the book actually, um, I mean, there's the, the twisty crime story and there's a lot to Malcolm's past that you learn as you read the book, but a lot of the book is actually about the act of reading, I think. Um, and, you know, Malcolm's ha- has this lifelong love of books and mystery fiction that really, he talks a lot about that in the book. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what makes it such a fun read. You know, all these, uh, you know, stories within stories is so much fun. And um, you've just done such a, an amazing job with with this book. And, uh, yeah, it's just been so embraced. But all of your books have. Um, it's been so, it's just it's just so nice to work with you. You've, you've been to, there's the Public Library Association. Weren't you on that panel with uh, Sophie Hanna? Was that the one? I was. That yeah. was way back, way back when after, um, I think it was after Girl with a Girl Club for Heart. That was um, one of my first, first events at the... Um, at the library conference yeah yeah you've been so supportive and it's nice to see um you know librarians are so loyal you know and once they latch on to an author who delivers the goods like you do boy they just you know they just embrace the author and then keep coming back for more so thanks for thanks for writing this and all the others it's just wonderful so my big question is i i currently i just checked my library status um, online this morning, and I think I owe about eleven dollars in fines. <laughs> so, do you think do you think this might go anyway in uh, erasing that? Debt? I think I think if you uh, write a check to us, <laughs> yeah. 
Or you're welcome to use the audio from the podcast and just anonymously send it to your library and say, you know, I heard he's on the Hall of Fame, so. <laughs> that's, that's why I need a plaque or something to prove. <laughs> you, you do. Know, you do. That's down at the local library, yep. And if, if they hear Hall of Fame, they might end up charging you more. You know, so. It's true. It's so it's a fine line you're walking. Yeah. I know. I should just pay it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you again for getting on the phone with us, and congratulations. Um, thank you. Well, thanks for the great news. Yeah. Great talk to you. And look for your mug in the, in the mail. Yep. <laughs> I'll bring the mug down to the library. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Peter. Congratulations. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And now, a little break for some listener mail. Hello, Library Love Fest friends. It's Kim McGee from Lake Travis Community Library. I am just calling because I wanted you guys to know how much I absolutely adored the astonishing life of August March. I want to let everybody know that it's definitely one of the most entertaining reads I've I've done in a long time. And I really thought that August, the character of August and his naivete and learning about the real world just came across as utterly charming and it was thoroughly entertaining. So I hope more uh, librarians and everybody will get out there and read it. Hope you guys are doing well. Stay warm. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Our second time caller, Kim McGee, thank you. Um, that book is, is so sweet. I love that book so much. And the author was so wonderful. When he was at ALA Midwinter, he came and just charmed everybody. He is as charming as is the book, mm-hmm. you know? It made so much more. I mean, the book is wonderful on its own, but seeing them, like knowing him and then knowing the book yeah. Yeah. together, it makes total sense. Yeah, like, it does. Just... They fit together so perfectly. Just mm-hmm. It's just such a sweet story. He's just you know, such a sweet man. Yeah. And librarians really liked him. And you can watch him. So we did uh, record Aaron at at ALA midwinter under the Tiki Hut. So you can get a nice, lovely little introduction to Aaron. Just visit our website, librarylovefest.com. Thank you for calling the voicemail and leaving us a voicemail. We love hearing from you guys. If you're listening to this and you're wondering how you can leave a voicemail, you can call us at 212-207-7773, and you might just hear it on the podcast. Thanks. So separately, Virginia and I got to call Vari and talk to her again, time management. We had to uh, call at different times because she's in the UK, but she took time to talk to us, and she is so lovely. We had such a cool conversation, um, and I, I love her story. She's so wonderful. So here's a phone call we had with Vari. Hey. Vari? Yes. Oh, hi, it's Lainey. Hi, Lainey. Hi, Vari. It's Virginia Stanley, too. We're sitting here in the in an office in downtown Manhattan calling you in the oh UK to talk to you about your book for a second. Lovely. Um, Very nice way to spend the afternoon. Oh, thanks. I well, know. <laughs> Well, we actually, so we were a little secretive, but we actually have some good news for you. Oh. <laughs> um, so as you know from Don't You Forget About Me, but this is the second time, If I Never Met You, your new book that comes out in March, it has been selected for the library reads list. 
<laughs> which is amazing. yeah the the top 10 books of the month that librarians vote on and your first book your first one made it don't you forget about me in september 2019 and this is your your second on the list my god i'm honored that's it's such a cool thing as well to be chosen by librarians they really know what they're talking about <laughs> congratulations that's so exciting i um we didn't i didn't realize that you didn't no, that we were just cold calling you. So that's fun. That's fun to get your reaction. Oh well, um, for the people who haven't read the book, do you want to give them just a little a little recap? It's about um, Laurie, who is um, she. Her long term partner breaks up with her. They've been together a very long time. Um, they she's thirty six, and they've been together since they're eighteen. And the the love of her life, Dan, sits her down and says. Uh, commitment isn't for me, marriage isn't for me, children aren't for me, which comes as a huge, huge shock to her. Um, so Dan exits stage left, and um, then very shortly after, I hope this doesn't qualify as a spoiler, um, he um, he's not only been having an affair, but he immediately gets the girl pregnant. So this is an absolute sucker punch for Laurie, um, and she's even worse, she has to work every day uh, with Dan at the law firm. They work out together, so they're colleagues as well as long-term partners. So in the grip of this terrible experience, um, she gets uh, stuck in a broken lift at work with Jamie at her office, who is the kind of office playboy, office lasario, everybody's got a crush on him, very good-looking, no-one's going to tie him down. Um, and uh, they, during this time in the broken lift and afterwards they go for a drink, Jamie hatches a plan, which is... What if we uh, pretended to date? Because it would be the ultimate revenge on your ex. He would have to see us around the office every day. And um, he, Jamie, is looking for a promotion at their law firm. And I don't know if this is a thing about a uh, difference between uh, Britain and America, but um, it's quite an old-fashioned kind of environment still. And uh, the, the partners at his law firm want him to uh, seem settled, to have a, a settled, serious girlfriend. And Laurie is very popular at their law firm. She's a real golden girl. So... You know, she is really good for his brand. So, yeah, so they decide to, to stage this fake romance. And uh, obviously we live in a very good time for fake romances because you have so much social media showing off and you have Instagram and all the rest of it. So they decide to play it all out on uh, social media, um, achieve both their ends and then have an amicable breakup. But like all plans, it doesn't quite go to plan. <laughs> Is that a fair summary? <laughs> That's a fair summary. That's indeed. great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to talk to you because I'm such a big fan of of your books, and I I think yeah, if they're fun to read, you know, you have such a great voice, but a really good uh, equal amount of like finding yourself. But there's some loss too, and you kind of do well at juggling the funny rom com, but also kind of darker too, the and more serious stuff. Right. Um. Yeah. It's it's. It's interesting, I suppose, um, when I started out, I realised quite quickly that the real, um, like, like with a romantic comedy, it can never really just be about the girl finds the boy or the boy finds the girl. I think it's always got to be a bigger journey than that. And I think particularly in 2020, um, you have one eye on the fact you don't want a woman to be fulfilled by finding the right man. It's about the right man as a reward for finding the right life, if that makes any sense, the right yeah. thing for you, and overcoming things in your life that perhaps weren't right before. And uh, one of the things I really um, enjoyed getting right, I hope, in If I Never Met You, is that Laurie and Dan, the ex, on the surface of it, they have this very modern, equal 
relationship and it's only when everything falls apart and she takes a look at it she realizes actually equality and having a really good relationship it isn't just about we split the bills and look how modern we are we're not married and all the rest of it it's actually about was he there for her in the way that she was in the way for him um and what you know what equality really means so hopefully it's awful because you don't want to make it sound like a it's a teaching credential instead of a fun novel but um yeah i just think romantic comedy has this wonderful um ability to look at the way we live now and our emotional relationships and our social lives and you know it's such a good opportunity to to investigate things i suppose so i hope to do a little bit of that as well i think you've you hit on such a nerve because while it is, um, you know, it's a, it's a fun read, but I think what's resonating with librarians and readers who've, who've, um, who've read the book, read the galley, is that you are touching a nerve um, that's, you know, it just, you just, it rings of authenticity and a little more, you know, just more depth. Um. Well, just drawing parallels about relationships, you know, whether on film or on the page, like your book, um, I think it's uh, you know sort of universal themes out there. You know, everybody wants to be loved, but everybody wants to be taken seriously, and then, and then sometimes things work out the way they're supposed to. You know. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I love something I, a, a theme I keep going back to in all my books really is this idea that we all think we're good judges of character, and we all think we know pretty much straight off the bat who's going to be a friend or who's going to be a lover or who can be a soulmate. And I really, really enjoy that thing of like we're all, you know, that analogy of, you know, the swans seeming to glide but the legs going furiously under the water and in If I Never Met You I love the fact that she thinks she knows who this guy is. Everyone thinks they know who this guy is. He's just the show off and he's the guy with no stake in anything. And and then as the story progresses she finds out that there's a whole path to him that might be driving the way he's behaving. So I, I really love I think that whole kind of first impressions thing. Well Jane Austen got a lot of mileage out of it, didn't she? The kind of you think you know somebody but you don't. Right. Yeah. Right. Well isn't that so great that all of these years later that's the same thing we're exploring because it's so universal? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, do you know, it never rattled me, right? From the, um, my first book came out in 2012, and it was a time where, I don't know if it was uh, true in the States, but certainly in Britain, rom-com was held to have really gone out of fashion. And um, it's interesting because I just thought, no, no, it hasn't. It never will. It's just that people weren't getting the particularly good examples, perhaps, of it at the time. And uh, it's really, really picked up now. So my attitude, it's like, it's no more going to go out of fashion than chocolate and wine are going to go out of fashion versus beer and crisps. It's just which is the better offer at the time. Isn't yeah, it? that's so, <laughs> so funny. It's really exciting to see it come back again. So That's great. That's a great analogy. Well, If I Never Met You is a great example of a rom-com done right and a rom-com with, I think, equal balance of humor and heart and, and um, just, I don't know, just real authenticity mm. and real characters and real, real you know. Thank you. Yeah, it's such and it's it's got such a peculiar prejudice around it sometimes the genre. I know and the idea that it must be very tacky, um, or that it must be very sentimental, um, that it must involve spending vast amounts of money that no ordinary person has. Um, I, I and I see all those things they can be present in the genre, but I just don't see why they're intrinsic. The only things that are intrinsic are romance and comedy. Right. So. Yeah. Well, this has been truly. Lovely. Thank you for jumping on the phone with us. I know there's a big oh, time difference. Really nice to talk to you. Oh, lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much. Congratulations yes. again on making the library's list. Thank you, and thank you for letting me know. 
Yes. Sure. Have a good day. You too. Take good care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening as we got to announce all of the Library Reads winners. We really love calling them. We love telling them and connecting with them. So we really hope you're enjoying it too. And if you like hearing from these authors, let us know our new voicemail number, which you heard during the show. We get listener mail and we put it on the show and you can get a free book. So please call in. The number is 212-207-7773 and let us know how you like these podcasts and how they're going. We'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.